Welcome to the Quantum Growth Podcast, empowering financial advisors to build practices for the 21st century by providing insights and interviews on leadership, strategy, and practice management. Now here is your host, Barron's Hall of Fame advisor, Jonathan Cutton. Welcome everyone to Quantum Growth for Financial Advisors. This is the first time I had to kick this off uh, without my co-host Shenandoah Connor. So uh, it's good to, to uh, speak to everyone here today. I miss Shenandoah doing this. This is not my favorite part, uh, but I got through my first time. So thank you for your patience. With, with that being said, um, I am super excited today uh, to have a very, very good friend uh, and someone that I've gotten to know unbelievably well, like over the last maybe four or five years uh, uh, that I've built a bit of a partnership with uh, as well. So with that being said, I wanted to introduce my good friend, Mr. Anton Anderson. Anton, can you say hello to everyone for me? I'd be happy to. I feel very honored, John, being your, your first time without Shenandoah. I think this is like special. Well, kind it of- is. And your comforting smile is giving me the... Uh, the comfort level that I was able to do. It's That's what I was shooting for. That's what I was shooting for. And I was honored. I was a good friend, very, very good friend. Yes. If it's, yeah. if it's three varies, it's like next level. So you're, you're approaching two varies okay. is very, very good. Uh, it sounds like I'm on the right path. I like it. So with that being said, before Anton, I have you introduce yourself. Um, I will share Anton is my California buddy. Um, for those who know me well, Whenever someone asks me how I'm doing, I usually like to say I'm living the dream. And this man, ladies and gentlemen, is truly living the dream. Every time we speak on the phone, uh, especially in the winter time, I hear birds chirping down there in California and uh, it usually pisses me off. So with that being said, uh, maybe if you don't mind, you can just um, tell everybody a little bit about um, about your career track, uh, which I think is an interesting one. Uh, and then obviously a little bit more about what you folks do over at Elite Resource Team and the mastermind group that's connected to that and uh, really what you do uh, in today's world. Happy to, yeah. So I'm in, I'm in San Diego, California, born and raised out here as John referenced. And I'll try to keep this a little bit short. Um, oldest child of two elementary school professionals, teachers, somewhere in, in junior high, I think I, fell in love with this idea of becoming a stockbroker. I don't even know that I knew what that meant at the time. I, I credit one of my grandfathers who for Christmas and birthdays used to give all of his grandkids stock rather than cash. And I, I thought that was very cool following the Vanguard stock. So yeah, somewhere along the lines, got the idea that I wanted to get into finance, uh, worked through college. First job was at Smith Barney. First job in the finance industry, at least, was at Smith Barney. Uh, I liked kind of the hustle and the bustle, but the values, at least of the individual that I was working under at that time, wasn't really in line with what I was taught growing up. Father was an Eagle Scout, you know, so there's a little bit of a clash there. I I remember I was the the top performing intern one afternoon and I got to spend 15 minutes with the top dog. And I said, you know, if there was one thing you could credit with all of your success, what would that be? And he said, if you want to know, Honestly, every day when I get to the office, I leave all my morals and values on the elevator. I thought, oh, that's, that's a role model for you. Huh? Not sure this is the right environment for me. 
But uh, obviously not everyone in finance was, was like that. It was just kind of a rough start. So decided that environment wasn't for me, left there, went and started working for a smaller boutique firm in San Diego that really focused on high net worth clients. And so got exposed to a whole different world than I was used to growing up with two elementary school teachers as parents. And that, that started kind of planting the seed of other professionals, CPAs, attorneys, other professionals kind of working together on the, uh, on, uh, to benefit these higher end clients. So one thing that I did get from Smith Barney was this idea, I don't know if you know this, John, but out of all of the wirehouses, Smith Barney has the oldest CPA Alliance training program. I did, I did know that. You know why? Because you told me once. Ah, I may have shared that with you before. So, yes. so I had that seed kind of planted in my head early on. And uh, 2009, that firm in San Diego closed their doors. So I kind of went out on my own and had a couple frustrating end user client experiences where I thought we were, you know, best buds and about to, about to put the ball in the end zone. And all of a sudden the CPA kind of came in there and, and, and blocked my, 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 my touchdown. So decided at that point to actually become better friends with the CPAs rather than enemies started really putting in a lot of effort to build relationships with CPAs, went through a handful of training programs and ultimately got to the point where I had three really good partnerships and pretty much hundred percent of my business as a financial advisor was coming from those CPAs. Love it. Yeah, no, love it. And uh, I love to hear the story again. And, you know, for the audience, what's really interesting is, um, you know, to kind of complete a little bit of the story, Anton uh, then went out and created a coaching company uh, called Elite Resource Team, along with a partner, Ken Smith, uh, who's also a, a great human. And, um, you know, uh, very parallel to the coaching company that I had. And uh, Anton and I met, I think it was four or five years ago. Is that right, Anton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about that. So, so, yeah, somewhere in that range. And what's interesting is I kind of viewed my firm, uh, Cut and Consulting Group, and Anthon's firm and Ken's firm, Elite Resource Team, as the only two firms, I think there's some other that have popped up maybe since then, that were really out there in the marketplace teaching financial advisors how to partner with CPA firms. And we kept kind of bumping into each other and through a mutual friend uh, met, and I've got to share, I use the word a good human. Uh, Anthon is one of the best human beings, one of my favorite people, truly. Uh, that I know. And we started to collaborate. And what we realized is a lot of what we do and what we teach was similar, but a lot of what we did and teach was different. And seems to be my famous saying lately, I love to talk about kind of chocolate and peanut butter because I'm always hungry. And we, when you put chocolate and peanut butter together, uh, you get that delicious Reese's peanut butter cup. I like the, the king size one, of course. Um, and I think we were able to kind of learn from each other. So, um, you know, in full transparency, uh, I work a lot with Anton and help some of the folks in his coaching program uh, with their CPA program. And we've kind of allowed each other to, I say with a smile on my face, kind of steal each other's ideas a little bit uh, and a built a nice partnership that we're continuing to build upon. And at some point, I, I think the future might be that we have one big organization together and uh, we kind of fold them together. So, you know, with that being said, Anton, I'd say, you know, the differentiator um, and what I wanted to focus a lot of our time on today, I think there's always been a lot of similarities and a lot of our listeners um, are interested in creating quantum growth and 
Uh, I know you and I are aligned on the fact that building partnerships with CPA firms is the best way to organically grow a business. Um, and I think you and I are, are pretty aligned on how you meet CPAs and a little bit about the approach. But I think I've always taken that approach the way I grew up in the business of attracting more of the financial planning, individual mass affluent client. And your firm has created a whole program uh, that differentiates around leading with more advanced planning and that virtual family office experience and making CPA firms kind of bigger and better through what you've and your organization has built. So maybe you can just talk a little bit, Anton, if you don't mind, you don't have to give away all the sauce, but a little bit about what you teach advisors, the approach uh, and kind of what that all looks like. Yeah, be happy to. And I, I love the peanut butter and chocolate analogy. So I might weave that in or, or perhaps steal it from you. So I, going back to just kind of frame it out a little bit, um, once the CPA partnerships started really kind of clicking, I realized that there were advisors that were interested in understanding what was being done there. And I, I think halfway through tenacity and halfway through luck, a handful of the CPAs were bringing some pretty significant clients to the table. Uh, because of the background at the boutique firm in San Diego here, I, I had already started working with a lot of the higher net worth clients. And so, you know, there was situations right out the gate that were like career cases for, for advisors. And so I think it was about the third phone call I got from an advisor who said, hey, if, if you'd be willing to spend half an hour, an hour on the phone with me, I would pay you for your time to kind of tell me about these cases that so-and-so referenced at this conference. So I started doing that and, and eventually realized I enjoyed the training aspect, probably no big surprise given that all my family's in education. I enjoyed the training aspect actually even more than I enjoyed being the advisor. So that's what kind of kicked off Elite Resource Team. And you know, one of the things that we quickly taught was when you bring more proactive and holistic planning to the table, you can end up really kind of making a significant difference in the client's landscape, not only with their financial planning, but also tax mitigation, risk mitigation, you know, succession planning for business owners, et cetera. And so I think that's just naturally how our program developed was by bringing what now is very often called a virtual family office type of experience to a client, you end up creating a better result. Uh, not only for the advisor and the CPA, but ultimately for the client also. And so that's why I only had three, PA, three CPA firms I was working with is because when you really go deep, you don't need many partnerships to realize there's a whole lot of work that needs to be done. So, you know, over the years, we've tried to emphasize to advisors to not only like swing for the home runs and the grand slams. Those are obviously the ones that are exciting about they make ESPN at the end of the night, you put the star on those things. And so we probably use them a bit more in our marketing than we um, emphasize in the training. But the, the, a good business is obviously like a good baseball game. And I think I'm stealing some of your material now, John, but it's made up of, of a whole range of singles, doubles, triples, and, and then you get the home runs. And those are always fun to uh, talk about, but the relationship ideally is built like a machine that just continues to produce. 
Yeah, no, love it. And uh, it's not stealing. I give you all my stuff. You're allowed to steal it. So it's, 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 uh, it's all good. Um, so I, I want to make sure the audience fully kind of understands, right? So what I'm hearing you say, Anthony, is you were an advisor, right? You work for someone short term uh, who said, let's leave all the morals in the elevator. Not the right fit. Moved on, worked at more of a higher net worth boutique type firm. Uh, realized through going through some coaching programs on your own uh, that partnering with CPAs might be a smart thing to do. Started to stumble on some really higher net worth people cases. Uh, started to figure it out. Grew a pretty successful business, uh, I know. And then um, had other advisors seek you out saying, hey, I'd love to learn more about kind of how you do this with CPAs. And then growing up in a household with, with a couple of teachers as mom and dad, uh, you know, went back to your passion and maybe kind of how you were raised a little bit and said, hey, let me help others and teach, uh, which I think is pretty cool. And I'll, I'll just share, uh, getting to know Anton really well, he loves teaching, he loves helping other people. Um, so as you tell me about mom and dad, it, uh, it kind of completes that circle. It makes a lot of sense. So, so Anton, I, I'm an advisor listening right now, right? Um, what does your program teach? Like when you think about the learnings um, that you've had in training, I think it's over a thousand advisors like me, right? On how to partner with CPAs, which is pretty darn cool. Only you've did it in a lot shorter time than I did because you're a much better marketer of this stuff than I am, uh, meaning two advisors. Uh, and I say that as a major compliment, by the way, what, what exactly are you teaching the advisor, right? So let, let's forget about how you meet the CPA. And I think it's your existing clients and LinkedIn and all the, the same kind of stuff, but we get in front of that CPA, whether it be on video conference or, you know, at their office and what's the value prop? What are you actually um, teaching the advisor to articulate to the CPA, because I think it's really different and interesting. Yeah, okay, I appreciate that. So the whole approach is based on the idea that when we come together as professionals, we create more synergy for our clients. What we lead with is the value of offering proactive and holistic planning to help them replicate the experience they have or the, the type of clients they have that are their A clients. And so when people think right now in the financial services industry of like holistic or comprehensive, we have a much broader definition. Usually people have in mind, oh, I do college planning, retirement planning, you know, I'll maybe look at their tax savings, but that's just like a result of their investments that they have with that advisor. What we're kind of looking at is take a step back and just understand the full financial landscape and then think about how can we solve the client's problems or concerns regardless of what those are. Like it doesn't really matter whether or not I'm wearing the hat as the financial advisor in the beginning of the conversation. What we're trying to do is help them understand that the CPA through working proactively and holistically can help mitigate taxes, help get a better understanding of estate planning, help get a better understanding of succession and risk mitigation. And so it's this, it's getting away from, I wear the hat of the financial advisor, I wear the hat of the accountant, I wear the hat of the attorney, and they all work in their individual silos. And more so saying, let's actually spend the time to have a conversation about a client and all of their moving pieces 
to figure out how we bring the most value to that client as a result of our shared expertise and any other professionals that we need to bring in, again, going back to this virtual family office concept through our virtual family office or other specialists. So I'll give you a really quick example of what that looks like, because if you're in our training community, you would have seen this just literally two days ago, John. There's an advisor out of Florida, partnered up with a CPA. And the, the advisor's been really helping the, the CPA understand the value of getting away from just doing the compliance tax work, and more so having proactive conversations, trying to understand the client's concerns. So they come across this business owner client, the, the, the punchline is the advisor ends up winning 7 million in new AUM, as well as doing some pretty significant life insurance opportunities from estate planning. But the whole discussion they had with this client was, who is your team of professionals that is working together on your behalf to make sure that your entire financial landscape, business landscape, estate, estate planning, et cetera, is all taken care of. And they said, well, we don't really have a team. I mean, we have this person at that company, we have that attorney, we used to work with this CPA, but if they ever talk together, it's like once a year. So they're never actually sitting together at the same table, having a conversation with the client to understand how can we leverage our expertise plus any other specialists we need to bring in to create a better end result for the client. Yeah, no, love it. And I, I know the advisor you're talking about, I won't use her last name, but it's Marilyn, I'm pretty sure, right? And she's someone maybe we should interview at some point uh, as I think about it. Um, but the the thing that I want to emphasize, Anton, um, is, you know, the name of your company is Elite Resource Team, right? And yep. that was, you know, it should be clear to the audience, but sometimes it's not when you hear just the name. Really, what I look at that you've done an unbelievably good job at is you've built this virtual family office where your firm has built these best in breed experts in any area, a high net worth person, uh, or for that matter, a mass affluent person uh, or business owner could actually need. And the advisor gets to go to the CPA firm and help that CPA firm look bigger and better and solve more complex needs. And I just wanna hit this because it's why we've partnered, right? On, on, on some things together. Um, you know, my approach was always, and by the way, not knocking my approach, but my approach, which has worked really well for me and advisors that have gone through my program is really going to a CPA and really saying, you can help your clients more, similar messaging, right? But by helping them with their basic financial planning which is like you said earlier, Anton, your retirement, your college planning, some basic estate planning, um, those, those basic needs that most Americans have, right? And what's interesting is CPAs are approached with that daily by advisors because there are so many advisors that serve what I call the mass affluent marketplace, 500,000, 5 million investable, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, the millionaire uh, next door. Fewer advisors serve the super high net worth person who has tax issues and tax mitigation needs and higher end estate planning needs and business needs, et cetera, et cetera. And most CPA firms, the better the CPA firm, right? And this is important. 
the more likelihood that they work with sophisticated higher net worth clients. Sounds kind of obvious, but what I learned from you, Anton, and have pivoted within my own firm is what we now do is we share with CPA firms that we do both, right? We can serve your mass affluent regular clients. You can outsource it to us. We do a great job. We'll help them with their retirement. We'll roll over their million or $2 million portfolio. But equally as important, Mr. and Mrs. CPA, we have sophistication and a, a resource behind of, of this virtual family office that could help you with your biggest clients so that you can be more proactive. And what we found is for a lot of CPAs, they're a lot more attracted to that differentiator than they are to that kind of basic mass affluent business. And I, I was just hoping you can talk to that a little bit and kind of some of your kind of thoughts and feelings about that. Yeah, no, well said. I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's It shouldn't be a surprise that both industries, financial services and accounting, are going through some pretty major changes. And I think the conversation with the CPAs is getting easier and easier. When I think back to 2009 and 10, when I first started approaching CPAs, I had to do a lot more convincing that their industry was changing, that if they were just doing backwards looking compliance work for, you know, offering tax return services, like their days were limited. And, and I got shooed out of offices. Now you look at it and you look at the number of CPAs that are going out and trying to get insurance licensed or securities licensed because they realize like compression and commoditization is pushing down what they can charge. So they're trying to redefine who they are and the value they bring to clients. So it is one way to kind of go out and try to either get licensed themselves or form an advisor, a relationship with an advisor and maybe they get paid a solicitor's agreement. But another way is very simply, if you bring more value to a client, you can charge more for that value. And so what we're showing these CPAs, especially the ones as you referenced that work with the higher end clients is how to bring more value. Yep, couldn't, couldn't have said it better yet. And it's, it's, it's around that value-based billing, right? Yep. And I know, um, you know, a good friend of Anton and mine and business associate, uh, Paul Latham is going to be a guest on uh, within the next couple of episodes as well, um, who's the founder uh, of a company called Hayden Rock Solutions that I'm a partner in, uh, as is Anton, actually. And um, what, what that firm does is it helps CPA firms, right, become forward-looking, engage in value-based billing, do true business advisory services for clients. And you hit a couple of important things there, Anton. Um, you know, when you're talking about that forward looking and how the industry is changing, I couldn't agree with you more. I've gotten so many doors slammed in my face. I've been doing a little longer than you back in the early 2000s, right? And now all of a sudden there are CPAs who are proactively looking to do this stuff, to be uh, more in the business that we're in. So for the advisors listening in, it's a really good time to be going after this, not to mention um, we've got some tax law changes that are likely about to occur, um, and that's going to create confusion, more taxes for wealthy. I'm not sure how it will appear, whether it be a state, capital gains, combination of everything. And all that does is create a bigger need for planning. Um, and when, when you have this elite resource team or virtual family office behind you, you can solve some real complex needs. So Anton, what does it look like, right? So 
um, you know, maybe you can explain um, a little bit, because I know you've got a coaching program. I'm going to kind of lead you here a little bit. You got a coaching program where you kind of learn what I'll call the basics of how to build relationships with CPAs, right? And kind of get it going. And sometimes that's enough for an advisor to be successful. And then I know you've got this community, right? That we call the mastermind group that I'm involved in and helping coach as well. That really kind of helps to monetize the relationships with the CPAs. Maybe you can just walk through kind of how that all works in real life. Sure. Yeah, I can speak to kind of the evolution of what you're describing there. So we go back to 2015, handful of advisors start reaching out, express some interest in learning how we were building relationships with the CPAs. And so we basically packaged it all up, created scripts, training videos, all this good stuff, and, and kind of launched that. Um, quickly learned that I love entrepreneurship. And so saw that opportunity, continued to grow Elite Resource Team. And the core training program basically takes all of the marketing, the scripts, the videos, the talking tools, the, the virtual family office, packages it together and says, here you go, Mr. and Mrs. Advisor, you know, knock yourself out, follow everything we've done in terms of our proven process. We've got support calls and Facebook group, group et cetera, to support you along the way. But in essence, they are doing it on their own. Um, then we kind of evolved to the point where a handful of advisors started having some pretty good success with that and saying, I would love more access to you. I would love to work specifically with advisors that have had more success within this training model. So ultimately, a couple of years ago, we created Elite Mastermind, which is what you're referencing there. And in that company, what we do is not only do we provide the scripts, talking tools, marketing templates, videos, et cetera, for them to do it, but we actually kind of come alongside them. And so we get on Zoom meetings where we are with them and with their CPA. We lead them through the difficult conversations of revenue share or what happens when there's a hiccup and a, somebody forgets to show up for a meeting because we're human beings and there's always issues inside of relationships. So we kind of help see them around the curve a little bit, uh, accelerate the development of that partnership, and then really help them establish habits through 90 days of coaching to make sure they, they actually build the relationship right from the beginning. Yeah, no, love it. And I think, um, you know, for those who've listened to, you know, past podcasts or maybe even went through my coaching program, I always say to advisors, the hard part is getting the CPA to say yes. The even harder part is then influencing them to do what it is you want them to do, i.e. introduce you to their clients. So what we did together here, and I'm just trying to help put this together for everyone, Anton engaged me to actually help Anton and, uh, and Paul Latham actually, and some other folks who help us with this, um, design a program that kind of, again, that chocolate and peanut butter um, brings that best in class from both of our programs. And the most valuable part about it, in my opinion, is when you get into that mastermind community, it's number one, learning from other advisors and CPAs who are doing it, right? And Anthon's brilliant in how he created this, where he's got ongoing Zoom coaching sessions, not just, not just like he described, which is a big part of it, with the advisor and CPA, but with partnerships that are already formed of advisors with their CPA, right? Um, and ultimately seeing others around the country doing the same thing and learning from what's going well in their partnerships 
what's not going so well and kind of that, that group learning, uh, which to me is one of the most valuable pieces of it as well. So can you talk a little bit about that, Anton? Like what, when you're in that community, what, what goes on in that community? I know you've got this Facebook community, which is cool and people are asking questions and talking about each other. Like what you built is from my perspective, like really mind blowing. Yeah, happy to, and thank you. I appreciate appreciate the compliments. So the way I often look at it now and describe it is we're in a bit of a wild, wild west because of the shifts that are going on in the financial services industry, in the accounting space. Uh, there's a lot of redefining of what roles are, how you service clients, and, and actually how you earn money and how much you deserve to earn. You know, so there's a lot of shifts going on that are all taking place at the same time. And so what we're trying to do is say, there's a lot of different ways you can approach this. Here's one way that we've done ourselves that works. And now we've taught dozens and dozens of partnerships to do it as well. If you're interested in that, the best way to learn something and accomplish something new is to be as close as you can to people that have successfully done it, either are in the process of doing it right now meaning the other partnerships that just joined six months or a year before you, or people like myself, you, Paul, other coaches we have that have actually done it themselves. So that's, that's kind of the benefit, I think, of a really good community is getting close to the source and just copying what works well. Yeah, no, well said. And, you know, for those of us, and most of us have probably at least tried to build relationships with CPAs, um, and I've heard me probably say CPAs view you as a financial advisor as that small step above a used car salesperson. They want that social proof and they don't want to hear it from a financial advisor, right? They want to yeah. actually hear it from another CPA who might be, I'm in New York, Anton's over there in San Diego. My CPA in New York trusts the opinion of a CPA in San Diego, right? Much more than another financial advisor anywhere in the country. So when you put the community together, it almost, and that to me is the brilliant of what brilliance of what we're doing, it almost makes everyone feel like, man, everyone's doing it, right? So when one of our advisors brings a CPA into the community, they're talking to 50 or 60 other financial advisor CPA partnerships are all going, yeah, it's great. It's good for the client. We're winning, we're providing, they're all, uh, talking off that same sheet of music, which is unbelievably powerful and it helps that CPA get a lot more comfortable. So we see it happen over and over, which is really, really cool. So Anton, um, I, I'm just perplexed by it because I've been in the business for a long time. Um, my, um, I'll say my specialty in my practice has never been, the, I'll call it the ultra high net worth, uh, nor the risk management side of the business. We do, some, we have some high net worth clients, of course. We do some insurance planning as, as it relates to tying in tax planning. Um, but maybe you can just talk a little bit, some of the case sizes that I see your advisors uh, ultimately win because of the planning is really cool. And something that until I met you, quite frankly, uh, heard about it, read about it, you know, heard stories about it but never actually was part of something where I go, oh my goodness, that person just sold a $800,000 target premium, uh, which is kind of cool. Maybe you can just talk a little bit about how it all pieces together with this virtual family office that, that you've created. Yeah, I, I would be happy to. And 
so an early mentor of mine said, you want to generate good money, solve problems. You want to generate really good money, solve really big problems. So it's not like that's the space that I grew up in in my family and I was used to these ultra high net worth clients. Um, but what I've just come to appreciate is the more moving pieces, the more value we can bring. So that, that's no dig on it, obviously, uh, uh, to kind of a, a mass affluent type of client space. It just means that when we, can, when we can actually work holistically with a client that has multiple businesses, some estate planning concerns from a tax liability, uh, we can actually bring a whole lot more value to that client. And so a lot of the reasons that we have some of these, you know, bigger cases that go on, whether it's you referenced the $800,000 target premium last year, our biggest one was 1.2 million in target premium. Those are pretty significant cases. And then I referenced the 7 million of AUM that one of the advisors just won a couple of days ago. You know, those types of situations, believe it or not, they come along for the ride. Meaning the advisor didn't enter into that as a competition to win the biggest life insurance policy or the biggest AUM case. They, they entered into that relationship saying, where is the pain? And then either between my expertise or my CPA and our virtual family office, can we help address that pain? So typically that comes from either funding large buy-sell agreements for business owners. It comes from funding estate planning cases, you know, for clients with high net worths or large net worths. It comes from some significant tax mitigation strategy. Maybe we had a capital gains hit, you know, so there's different planning that gets done to address the, the root concern and then the opportunity to implement either the insurance or to manage assets kind of comes along for the ride because we've now brought value in a way to this client that the other advisor down the street has no clue what we're even discussing. Yeah, no, uh, love it. And, you know, when, when you when you put it the way you put it, it resonates with me that's what CPAs like to do as well, right? CPAs don't like to sell their clients right. or market something to a client. They hear problems or see problems by looking at tax returns, which tells you everything really financially about someone. And really what you're doing is, and, and now in effect I'm doing with you, is we're teaching the financial advisor how to show the CPA that you in fact can provide resources to he or she to solve those complex problems. And it's almost like a Trojan horse, right? You get in there to solve the problems. And like you said a minute ago, because you, when you solve someone's tax and estate problems or succession planning problems in a business, the million or 5 million, or in the case you mentioned before, $7 million is not their significance. They're wondering why their advisor at XYZBD or RIA didn't ever help them with their real problem, right? Because exactly like it or not, the investment side of the business, like the tax return, is commoditized, right? The reality of it is you can go, you know, hire a robo to manage your money, right? Um, but you can't hire a robo to help you with your buy-sell agreement or your big tax bill, et cetera. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that is the, 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 I'd say, number one issue that we help advisors kind of wrap their head around is, if you're competing on the price you charge to manage assets, commodity. If you're competing on a, competing on a proprietary product, commodity. 
you're competing on a, a, a rider that goes along with an insurance policy. It's a commodity. So all of those things only matter when you're comparing them with other red ocean commodity types of advisors. As soon as I can show somebody how to save 360,000 in income tax, do you think they really care if I charge them 0.95 or 1.1? Like that becomes irrelevant. Yeah. What'd you say before again? It didn't solve big problems. What was that again? I mean, the, the way the, the mentor actually said it is you want to make a lot of money, solve big problems. Yep. Yep. Nope. I think uh, I'm going to steal that one from you. <laughs> so, probably Fair enough. so um, tell our audience a little bit, like who, what, what type of professionals do you have in the, in the family office? I know you've got, I've seen the chart that you created that's got everything from sliced bread, but you know, as you think about it, like, are there five or six or seven or three or 20 specialists that you see really having the biggest impact for some of the sophisticated cases? Yeah. And I think that's a good question because it's an exciting time where technology is obviously getting better and better. And so this idea of a virtual family office has only gotten more powerful and more realistic for advisors and for CPAs, attorneys, et cetera. So the first person that exposed me to this idea of a family office was a large CPA in San Diego. I was trying to work with him at the time and he kind of laughed and said, let me explain to you what I do. I have four clients, but the lowest net worth is 250 million and the highest net worth is 1.2 billion. Those are the only four clients I work with and I run their family office. So this was like 12 years ago now. And as he explained what they did, I thought my, my, my family is nowhere near that type of wealth but they would still benefit from all of their professionals working together in a proactive and a holistic way. And so technology, as I said, has really kind of allowed that to now happen where we can get together with other specialists and work to benefit a client. And when you look at all of the different areas of expertise, kind of getting to your, your question there, there's really five areas that I would argue most of the mass affluent, affluent, high net worth client needs fall into. That would obviously be the wealth management. Then you have the insurance planning, tax planning, legal needs, and business advisory services. So we, we essentially, when we are looking at a specialist, we're analyzing which of those five areas do they fall into? Is it wealth management? Is it insurance? Is it tax planning? Is it legal services? Is it is it business advisory services? So when you're talking to financial advisors, usually they already have the wealth management covered and the insurance covered. Like one, if not both of those are pretty easy. Then you bring the CPA into the mix. Good CPA with a little bit of training from us can handle a lot of the tax planning. So a lot of the specialists we're bringing in are, are more niche specialists like tax planning attorneys, real estate attorneys, different types of specialists that will help with when a property is sold or when a business is sold, you know, estate planning needs. Uh, again, I referenced the succession planning earlier. So we are really primarily bringing those three areas of expertise to kind of the conversation or to the table, a little bit of the advanced tax planning, and then a lot of the legal services and the business advisory services. Yeah, no, love it. And I, I would even add to that, I, I use myself as an example. I built a building out here in New York going back uh, around two years ago or so, and learning from you about cost segregation, which yeah. I had heard of, but didn't really know what it was. 
um, I was able to have a cost segregation through one of your specialists done on my building, which saved me, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, uh, maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars almost uh, in taxes as well. And quite frankly, I didn't even know what the heck cost segregation was, right? And would have never, ever thought of it. Um, and I know there are folks out there that look at things like captives and kind of charitable trust and those type of things. So um, there's a lot of sophistication. And I think what's really cool, um, the specialist in your network generally wouldn't work, correct me if I'm wrong, with a typical financial advisor that might have a handful of high net worth clients, probably couldn't get them on the phone, but because you've got dozens of advisors, um, you know, I, I believe you're what, 50, 60, 70 advisors in your community, your mastermind community um, that are there using your specialists, they're able to get some significant flow through your relationship with them, which I think uh, is something that the way it just, you put it all together, makes a whole lot of sense to get access to the kind of brain trust that you have. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, well said. I mean, it's just leverage, right? We, we've gone out, we've developed the relationships, we've built up a good reputation. And so I'll give you an example. We've got a family office law firm in Chicago. Hourly rate is $1,100 an hour just for them to get on the phone. But they'll get on the phone with us and do a free consultation or for one of our advisors. So that's obviously just because we've done enough business with them over time. Um, you used the example of cost seg on your property. And so there's, there's dozens of different individual strategies like that. And we, we do a lot of education on these strategies, but what we're always trying to reiterate is two things to the advisor. One, do not fall in love with a strategy or a product. As soon as you lead with a product, you're really putting yourself in the place of a salesperson. You wanna lead with a process explaining how you can bring value and then two, you do not need to become the expert in that product, right? So John Cutton doesn't need to know the ins and outs of cost segregation just to know that we have a cost segregation specialist on our team that can do a cost seg study on his commercial real estate property. So those are two things where we, we always kind of try to pull back a little bit on the reins because we, most advisors in the industry were halfway decent at like selling things. And so we teach them about a new shiny object and they run off into the marketplace and start selling this shiny object. And we want to reiterate, bring it back, bring it back. It's all about the process. It's not about the product. Well said. And I think you lead me to a, a great place, which is I know you along with, uh, with Paul Latham uh, develop uh, something called the CIQ, right? Which I think it stands yep. for client interview questionnaire. Did I get that right? Client information questionnaire. Darn it. Okay. Close. I guess, right? Right. Um, and I know it leverages technology and it's something that makes it uh, kind of easy, right? For a CPA mm -hmm. to um, use technology to learn more about a, an existing client. And I know a lot of our CPA partners use it to learn more about a prospective client's mm -hmm. uh, needs. Maybe you can just talk through a little bit uh, how that works. I think it's an interesting part of the puzzle. Yeah, sure. So five years ago, I'm sitting down at a conference with a CPA, realized I was at the same conference 12 months before that. And over that time period, we had done none, no work together. So on break, I go, you know, what's the issue? Is it, you don't have the clients, you don't like the model anymore, you don't like me. He said, I'm so busy I don't have the time to sit down with each of these clients like we've talked about. 
and try to figure out what type of planning they need. And so a little light bulb went off that said, what if we create some type of technology where we can lead the CPA's client through a process and then through algorithms, we can identify what type of planning opportunities exist based on the information that the client is providing. And so that's what created the first draft of the, uh, of the client information questionnaire. What it does is it, op it asks these very kind of open, broad questions, about 35 to 50 questions, depending on how complex the client search circumstance is. And it will lead to potential planning strategies for that client. So what is really neat, I think, about that is it creates a process, you know? And I have Paul Latham's British accent going through my mind as a process a process, a process. A yes. process. so what we try to teach the advisor and the i'm CCA, sorry i have to say looking up at the sky <laughs> <laughs> only paul will laugh at that if he ever listens to this but uh, i like it um so we try to teach a a repeatable process right and john that's something you know you you've taught me is business should be repeatable and scalable so one way you do that is you use technology and you use uh, um, you create a machine. So whatever goes into the CIQ, there's a predictable output. Then the advisor and the, CI, the CPA review that information. The CIQ will actually tell them which specialists they should be reaching out to to discuss this back pattern with. And then we lead them through the process from there. So it's a pretty cool process and it's obviously easy to follow and, and repeat. And clients love it because there's technology involved and people love to put something in and then go, what did it say? Right. What do I do? <laughs> and that, and that I'm telling you, that's, I think that part of the magic of it as I've uh, ultimately seen it used as well. Um, so, you know, I got like three or four questions banging around in my mind. Um, when, when you're thinking about the advisors, right. That, that you coach, um, where do you find, this gets stuck, right? So, mm. you know, we're talking about all the good stuff and this is amazing and, and it does work, right? But it's hard work and it's not as easy as, uh, you know, either of us would like it for B or the advisors that we coach. Um, what what would you say if in your words or a couple of the kind of the, the challenges, right? And actually if I'm an advisor listening in going, hey, I wanna go buy three, uh, I'm sorry, not buy, build three relationships or five relationships with CPAs start to create new client acquisition and some of these mass affluent, affluent and high net worth clients, where do they get stuck? Yep. So a handful of things kind of come to mind. If we think about it as a process of building a relationship, I think starting at the beginning of the process, advisors spend too much tr time trying to fit a round peg into a square hole, meaning they think any CPA is the right type of CPA and then they just push on that CPA to try to get them to go. And it's actually much better to have 30 conversations rather than five conversations and figure out out of those 30, which already have the right mindset. And we're just looking for your type of relationship or solution, whether or not they even realized it. So I'd say start with more conversations up front and then focus in on the ones where it just naturally fits. And you and I both use the dating analogy. I've you know, listened to your number of your podcasts and it's absolutely appropriate. Like if you only dated a handful of people and you're like, I'm gonna marry you, I'm gonna force you to marry. It's like, whoa, like that's a terrible way to start a relationship. They just have enough introductions and go on enough first dates so you know which one clicks. So create enough activity up front, 
be ready to have the conversation, be ready to walk from a relationship that's not a good fit and keep going until you find the one or two that click. And that takes time. So patience is, I, I would say, the second big issue, John, and where these things kind of fall off. The advisors have a different definition of patience than a CPA has. And we can help accelerate the learning curve, but trust takes time to develop. Dang, couldn't have said it better myself. Completely agree. And I think that's the, you know, the, the other big piece is I think when you find that right person, right, like you're saying, and they're not all right, you have to kiss a lot of frogs to find your prince, right? But when you find the right person, if once they say, yeah, I'd like to do this, and they have the right clientele, right? That's the yep. hard part. What, what I think is brilliant about what you've done, and you've been, you know, nice enough to bring me into, right, is you then have this community where, where the advisor can actually say, hey, I don't know everything, but I was smart enough to join this mastermind group, this elite mastermind group, where I've got a Barron's Hall of Fame advisor and the founder of Elite Resource Team and Paul Latham, who's a legend in the accounting world, in my opinion, oh, and 50 other advisors and their CPA partners who are doing the same thing. Some are killing it and been doing it for years. Some just started six months ago, like you. And when you bring them into that community, all of a sudden, that's how the magic starts to happen. Because um, I forget who says it, actually. Uh, uh, someone says you start to be like the five people you spend the most time around. Who says yep. that? Anyone know? Someone smart. Yeah. Let's, let's say it was me who made that up. Yep. How about that? Okay. Fair enough. Um, so I always said that, if you remember. But when you're in that community and you see other people doing it, winning and having success, that's where the gasoline really goes on the fire, so to speak. So Anton, I could talk to you forever because I love you and I love working with CPAs and helping advisors, um, but we're running out of time here. So one thing I wanted to ask you, I know, um, you know, one of the things that I think is really cool is your goal, although you coach a lot of advisors in your kind of learn the system program, right? That kind of upfront, you limit the amount of advisors that are in your mastermind group, right? And I know working with you very closely, you're always just trying to add more and more value to the mastermind group and make it more valuable. And I know your long-term vision is to not have hundreds of advisors in that group, but to keep it boutique, boutique and to do a lot for those advisors, like, which we don't have time for, the elite marketing system that you mm -hmm. just invested in and created for the members, uh, which maybe we'll have you come back on some other time and talk about. Um, but tell me, what's the vision? Is the vision to have 50 advisors forever or 100 or 500? And what is it you're really trying to build if we look three, five, 10 years down the road? Yep, appreciate it. So the, the aha moment five years ago was there's way more of an impact we can have by rolling out and working with people nationally, we even across North America at this point, than three CPAs in San Diego, right? More opportunity, more impact, maximize client potential is our mission statement. So in our general training program, we got to blow out 1,100 advisors. In our mastermind community, we're right around 50. I've always thought, right now we're kind of 
keeping it somewhere around 50. I, I've always kind of had this vision of like a hundred of the right types of advisors. And then after that, we have some type of waiting list and uh, we just continue to, to kind of use that motto of iron sharpens iron. What's really interesting, John, right now is we actually have more accountants coming at, coming to join us with Elite Mastermind. Some of them are coming direct to us and some are coming through the Mastermind members, but it's about a two to one ratio right now between accountants coming and wanting to work directly with us uh, to advisors, which I think really speaks to the whole value proposition that's being kind of brought to the marketplace here. So three to five year vision is we, we continue to roll out the national training and build that. Um, we have a, a tight group of advisors and in all, all honestly, our whole goal is to disrupt the marketplace and change the way the default thinking exists between an advisor and an accountant. Love it. Yeah. And I'm glad to be part of it with you. Um, and I, I, I teach you up there purposely because I love the vision. No more than 100 advisors, the right people, right? Uh, it, it, nice people only, as I like to say, that really want to grow and that can create really quantum growth that can double and triple and quadruple their business, learn um, from a brain trust and just keep bringing value and value and value. And there's such a disconnect, right, in my opinion, that you know, so many of us are at RIAs or broker dealers or wires or regionals, and nobody helps you grow. No one helps you bring in clients. No one helps you develop you know, your leadership skills, build partnerships, become a CEO. And I know that's all part of what the mastermind group actually is. So um, with that being said, we really are, uh, it's necessary to wrap up at this point. You're coming back if it's okay with you, my friend. And happy to. You know, Anton, just, so before we wrap, thank you again. I thought it was awesome information. When I get excited, I talk a lot. So I talked a lot. So that means it was good. Um, where do people find you, right? So um, what would be the best place to get in touch with you with any questions, um, your website, your email address, somebody yeah, wants sure. to get your cell phone number, which I thought was, <laughs> was, uh, was that's risky. For you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't that, recommend that, you. by the way. <laughs> Um, so EliteRT.com is our general company website, EliteRT.com. We also have tons of material on YouTube. Try to come out with one free training video a week that we have on YouTube. So if people are just interested in understanding better virtual family offices, CPA partnerships, et cetera, go ahead and look at that. And then obviously all over social media between Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, all that good stuff. Awesome. Well, Anton, uh, I appreciate you being on the show. We had a little My fun. pleasure. Uh, Thank you for awesome. everything you do, John. It's a pleasure to work with you and your thought leadership in the industry is just absolutely appreciated and phenomenal. No, man, that's a steak dinner. I could see that a mile <laughs> away, but thank you, my friend. And for those who don't know, uh, Anton is an avid surfer and promises to teach me how to surf one day. So with that, again, I miss Shenandoah here, but I got to do this myself. I'm a big boy. Thank you for joining us today. I hope everyone found uh, some value in today's presentation. Um, we'll put in our show notes where you can find Anton uh, and some of the details about everything that we spoke about today. As always, if you know anyone, maybe even yourself, uh, that could be an interesting speaker that you could think, uh, think could be of value uh, to our listeners here, feel free to shoot us an email. So with that, I hope you all have a great day.
Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find the episode show notes and subscribe for updates by visiting cuttonconsultinggroup.com forward slash podcast. Make sure to subscribe and download the episodes on your favorite podcast app, and we'll see you next week.